Another day, another dollar makes you wonder where your money went. You can scream. Hi, folks. This is Jack Spirko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things that we can all do to live a better life. If times get tough, or even if they don't, dictated is almost always the case during my 50-mile commute between Arlington and Frisco, Texas. Today is Friday, April 24th, 2009. This is episode, I think, 187 of the Survival Podcast. And as always, you are free to disagree with me, your host, and you probably will today. I'm giving a disclaimer right now. I gave it yesterday. If you didn't hear yesterday's show, you really need to listen to this now. Generally speaking, the Survival Podcast is about politics, economics, or preparation for natural or man-made disasters. And we talk about those three subjects in a holistic manner and what we can do about it. Today, we are not talking about that. Today, we are talking about conspiracy theories. We're talking about how the government is out to get us all and some people know the truth, but no one will listen to them because they are the illuminated ones, except for the Illuminati, who are the true illuminated ones who are trying to kill us all. And this is how that kind of stuff is what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to do this for a reason. I would say I get at least 20 emails a week from somebody asking me about one of these big conspiracies. Jack, what about the chemtrails in the sky that are going to kill us all? What about the FEMA death camps? What about the coffins in Atlanta? What about this? What about it? 9-11 was an inside job, man. You got to get to, you got to understand. Okay, that kind of stuff. I get it 20 times a week. And I'm tired, and I try to, I try to answer everybody's email. I try. I, I would say I answer 90% of emails sent to me sooner or later. And sometimes it's a simple, hey, thank you for your kind words, but I try to personally answer everything, including these people. I want to start being able to answer these people and say, you know what? You want to know what I think about this type of stuff? Go to episode 187 at this link. Goodbye. Go out. All right? So that's why I'm going to do this. I'm also going to do this because some of my regular noble listeners out there that have been helping me grow this show want to hear my side, my take on some of these things because they know I'm not out there in the Alex Jones world. More on Alex in a second. But I'm also not in the conformist, we all believe everything we're told world, and I'm somewhere in the middle. And where exactly is that? And does Jack Spearco have a tinfoil hat? Or maybe it's only half tinfoil. Which one is it? So you've been given a disclaimer. I'm going to get angry. I'm going to call people idiots. I'm going to flip out, and I'm going to snap out today on what I consider idiocy. If you don't want that, my suggestion today, go to the survivalpodcast.com. Up at the top, you'll see a little search box. Into that search box, stick a subject that you're interested in that has to do with economics, politics, or preparation for natural or man-made disaster, any of those things, gardening, you name it, anything you could possibly want out of a show like mine. There's been 180-some episodes, all right? Stick your subject in there. Pick a different episode from a while ago and listen to that one, because if you're not going to like this one, don't do it. And to you out there on my blog that said yesterday, I'm going to tell Alex what you say. Please do. I don't care if you tell Alex what I say. (laughs) 
I'll point out that comment to you guys in the show notes today. Before I do that, though, let's do some real quick house cleaning. Number one, in spite of the fact that I'm probably about to infuriate just about everybody that listens to this show, if you think you get more than 25 cents in value out of it per episode, consider joining the Survival Podcast, Supporting Members Brigade, and supporting our show with a contribution of $5 a month for $50 a year and helping us continue to do the work that we do here. And you'll also get exclusive content available only to members. Another thing, Dan Tanner put together a great big camp, uh, camp out, bug out, get together over Memorial Day weekend down by Goldthwait, Texas. Link in the, sh- in the f- uh, show notes today to find out more. Come one, come all. Come on, Daddy, some barbecue with us. Let's shoot some IDPC pistol courses and have some fun. Do some orienteering. It's going to be really cool, really fun. Hope to see you there. Third time, 09, end of August, out in San Bernardino, California. The magazine with the advertisement about the event is about to come out any day. It's already almost full. If you want to come out there, I know like August seems like forever away. Go find out about it and, and, and set yourself up. Last count I have from Alan, about 14 people that listen to this show, regular listeners of the Survival Podcast, are coming to Third Time 09. I think they're only limiting it to 100 people, so right now we're looking at 14% of the audience is us. So we would like to see you there, too. Uh, that's it for House Cleaning Day. Let's go into some of these conspiracy theory things. Let me start out before I bash anything or beat anybody up or beat anything up by telling you my biggest problem with the whacked out, on the fringe, totally out there conspiracy theorists. I think you're hurting things more than you're helping things. I think that some of you bring up legitimate concerns, legitimate issues, and legitimate questions. And then your desire to think that you freaking know everything, and to fill in every blank with things that people can't possibly know, and to piece things together that don't belong together, and to be sure that it's someone out to get you instead of a natural consequence of the world we live in. And you put it all together and you start making up these stories, you ruin your own credibility. And that lets the people that are working the system work it even better. Because anybody dissents with them goes out to find, well, who else dissents with them? And then they find you. And if they're sane, rational, level-headed people, what they tend to do is they try to look for the truth in the middle, but all they see is the well-put-together, constricted story by the powers that be, and you hiding out in the desert in freaking New Mexico with a tinfoil hat on, telling them that the aliens are coming to get them, or you out there in, in, the, in the California Valley living on granola saying, you man, they're trying to put us all in death camps, dude. Right? They find you guys. The chemtrails in the sky are going to kill us all. Oh, yeah, okay. And they look at that and they go, well, you know, out of these two... The powers that be make a, I don't trust them, but they make a hell of a lot more sense than this. And then every time that open-minded person is approached and told, hey, you know what, the 9-11 thing, there's something not right about that, they don't even listen. Because they've heard your nonsense, it was all controlled demolition, blah, blah, blah. All right, we'll get into that in a second. I'm going to go through some of these theories and what my thoughts are on them. But I want you to understand why this stuff pisses me off the way that it does. Because you're ruining your own movements. 
That's why. Because there is something to a lot of these things. But instead of talking about what's there, you talk about what you think is there, what you believe is there. And there's a problem with the human mind. This is a problem. It's also why we're great storytellers. The human mind despises empty space in a storyline. When a great movie comes out, even though we know, we know in our hearts that sequels almost always, not always, but almost always suck. 90% of sequels suck. But the story's left with something left to be told. And we say to ourselves, oh, I hope they make another movie about this. Even though we know 9 out of 10 times that next movie's going to blow. And when they pull off a second one, and it's such a rarity that they pulled off a second one, we want it to be a trilogy. And then they do it, and it sucks, and we're surprised. But that's because our minds say, what happens next? Well, what about this? What about that? We have lost the capacity for what I can only describe as faith. And I don't think we should have faith in our government. I'm not naive. But I think that at some point we have to be at peace with the fact that we don't know everything. And we're not going to know everything. And sometimes there just isn't an answer. But not for the conspiracy theorist. For the conspiracy theorist, there's an answer and a reason and malice behind everything. Let's look at a typical thing that the conspiracy theorists are talking about today and how asinine I really think this one is. In most instances, I think a conspiracy theorist has a point. I think that there is a real issue, and if we dug the right way and we stopped being whack jobs and nut jobs, that we would figure out what it is. But you conspiracy theorists ruin it. This one, no. This one, you guys that believe in this, you are freaking out of your freaking minds. And I almost used a word there that I don't even use on this show. Because that's how stupid I think you are to believe this. And I know I'm going to piss off a bunch of people right now. It's the chemtrail one. These airplanes are flying around leaving trails. And the trails have boxes in them that are dumbing down the American population. Microwave ovens. Video games. And a school system that doesn't require excellence is dumbing down our population, not the exhaust from a freaking aircraft. Now, the biggest evidence that people have for the chemtrails, those guys are going to kill us, what are they? There's two planes flying. They seem to be at the same altitude. One is leaving a trail. One is not. Here's the problem with that, Ace. I remember asking my grandfather when I was like seven years old. This is like 1980. Grandpa, look at those two planes. And he'd say, yes. What What about them? One of them seems like it's got like a little bit of exhaust coming out of it, and the other one has a lot. Why is that? And he'd say, well, one of those planes maybe is under a greater load, and it's spending more of its fuel than the other one. And even though they look like they're right next to each other, they're probably very far apart. That one plane may be a little plane, and the other plane may be a large plane, and they may actually not be at the same height, so the atmosphere is a little bit different, so the temperature of the air around them. And, and there's a lot of things, uh, boy, that, that, that cause this to change, but, you know, I've been in the Army most of my life, and I've been around airfields most of my life, and I've been watching planes do that forever. That's just how it is. So that would be like 1980. Now, 
The logical person that's old enough to remember 1980 thinks and goes, wait a minute, is this Jack guy right? Let me think about it. You know what? I always have seen planes leaving different sorts of exhaust, even when there's planes in the sky together at the same time. Yeah, you know, some planes leave a contrail, some don't. Yeah, that makes sense. The people that aren't old enough to remember it, but they believe the conspiracy theories, doubt me. And then the conspiracy theorists, who I could take, you know, 8mm film from 1975 and show them the same thing happening in the skies over America all the way back in 75. Wow. You know what he says? You know what that means? That means they were already doing it in the 70s and we didn't find out about it till now. Stop it. Stop being easily led drones by either side. It's not good to let your government put a ring in your nose like a bull and lead you around and make you believe whatever they shove down your throat. But don't go out and believe these people on the fringes just because they're on the fringes and they disagree with people that you don't trust. That's the other problem I have with a lot of you conspiracy theorists. You can't find a conspiracy theory that you guys don't believe. You don't believe freaking anything. Anything that comes out of the mainstream, it's all lies. But everything about the conspiracy is real. The moon is actually a space station for freaking aliens. That's out there. People believe it. It's been rotating. Man never landed on the moon. You can tell because the shadow goes this way and that way. Hey, what about topography, you freaking idiot? Go look at a place with a single light source. Look at the shadows being cast. Look at a place where one area, there's a hill and the other area is flat. Look how the shadows lie. It's in plain freaking daylight. Of course we landed on the freaking moon. What the hell is wrong with people that they got to believe everything that they're told that goes against what they're commonly told? Now, let's find a hybrid. Let's find something that I have some real questions about myself, but I think you conspiracy theories are ruining the getting ever getting the real answer. The big one, 9-11. September 11, 2001, four aircraft are hijacked, one lands in a Pittsburgh field. One hits our Pentagon, one hits Tower 1, one hits Tower 2. Over a couple hours, two towers fall to the ground. Eventually, Tower 7 falls to the ground as well. People are killed in the planes. People are killed in the buildings. It is a terrible day. It is indeed one of the darkest days in American history. I remember where I was, and as long as you are old enough to have been cognizant at the time that it happened, you do too. You have very clear, vivid memories of that day. And the conspiracy theorists tell us things like, well, the plane that flew into the one tower had something strapped to the bottom of it. Well, we all know it was a shadow, if we're really honest about it. That we don't need something strapped to the bottom of an aircraft carrying thousands and thousands of gallons of jet fuel traveling at 500 miles an hour into a, a building. Conspiracy theorists tell us that on the other side of the river, over in New Jersey, there were four covert operatives from Mossad, the Israeli Mossad. The most advanced commandos in the world out in public celebrating the impact. Because that's what advanced commandos do. They celebrate the impact. The conspiracy theorists tell us that 17 of the 19 hijackers are still alive, yet nobody's actually produced one and brought him forward and showed us where he is and proven that he's actually the person that we said was on the plane. 
And even if you produced one, all you would produce is a case of mistaken identity or forged identity, which would make a lot of sense. We're told that no, a plane didn't hit the Pentagon, it was a cruise missile. Then where'd the plane go? We're told all these things, and then all these cases are made, and then the Monday morning quarterbacks come in. And they say things like, well, there was a thermite reaction in the building. But they never ask, well, was there anything in that building that flames and fire could have caused to have a thermite-like reaction? Because I'll tell you what, there was a thermite reaction on the side of the towers. That's true. It was there. Why was it there? I don't know. Was it used to bring the tower down? I don't think so. It's possible. I'm not in the one of these people say it can't be. But it's not very probable. Now, here's my problem with 9-11. And you tell me. If you've, if you've banished all the conspiracy theories, it was completely an inside job, and it was a controlled demolition, and the guy that owned Building 7, for Pete's sakes, commanded that the building be demoed. Like, he had the authority or the power to do that. This is just stupid. When he said to pull it. They, all that stuff. You, you've banished that. But if there's been, like, yeah, but something's still not right. Tell me if you feel this way. We touched almost every one of these hijackers. We touched... I'm getting rained on by gravel, folks. Maybe it's the conspiracy uh, government trying to shut me down here. Anyway, uh, we touched almost every one of these hijackers just days before the hijacking went down. But yet, they were all able to get on a plane and they were able to pull off this mission, even though we had touched them. And what I mean by touched them, if you watch the documentary that was done, uh, either by CBS or NBC, I don't remember what it was, I mean like talk to them, had concerns about them, police pulled a couple of them over and talked to them. They popped up as being something a little bit not right on the security tapes or the security scans at the airport. There's all these opportunities, but we didn't get one opportunity right. And we're supposed to know what's going on. That doesn't, something about that doesn't add up. These men were able to get on our aircraft carrying mace and box cutters, which supposedly were legal to carry on aircraft at the time that this occurred. Yet, I don't know about you, but way before 9-11, I tried to take things a lot less threatening than box cutters and mace on aircraft and was prevented from taking them on aircraft. I, I don't know. Something about the fact of being able to get onto an aircraft with mace before September 11th doesn't, doesn't ring true for me. I, I, I don't believe that. Now, if you've ever gotten on an aircraft before September 11th carrying mace or pepper spray, let me know. But something about that doesn't ring true. And I look at this whole thing, and I go, did we know something was going to happen? Did we either through incompetence, apathy, or actually by not understanding how big the threat really was, allowance, let this happen? Have we answered all the questions about this day? Has, regardless of whether we're at fault in any way or not for it occurring, have we used it as an excuse to do things that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to get done? In other words, was somebody in the Bush administration pulling a Rahm Emanuel around this thing, even if we're not responsible for it? These are legitimate questions, and they're legitimate questions falling on deaf ears.
because, oh, there were explosives planted all over the buildings, and that's why they came down. Because when you crash a giant aircraft into a high floor on a building like that, it sets the whole thing on fire with a couple hundred thousand gallons of jet fuel. And if Alex Jones is listening and saying, it wasn't a hundred thousand gallons, dickhead, I know it wasn't a hundred thousand gallons. I'm being extreme, just like you. But when a whole bunch of jet fuel in a giant aircraft crashes into a building, yeah, it can come down. And when you have two, and I think the other thing is most Americans that have never been to New York City, you don't know how big those buildings were. So when you, when people tell you, well, Tower Seven should have fallen down, you know, I mean, it wasn't hit by the aircraft. You have no idea what kind of destruction it was when those towers fell. People that have never been there, they don't get how big the buildings were. And even if you've gone there since, if you've been to Ground Zero, and you looked at the gaping chasm of a hole in the ground, you still don't get it. You still don't get it. When you hear these people talk about the planes having to, you know, fly in between the other buildings, they didn't have to fly in between the other buildings. People have lost in their mind the scale of how much taller those buildings there were than the buildings around them. So do I think 9-11 was an inside job that was designed to drag us into war so Dick Cheney and Bruce, uh, George Bush could send money to their buddies at Halliburton? No. I don't. I think it's freaking nonsensical. I think it's moronic to believe that. I think you are freaking, you've been had if you believe that. Do I believe that 19 unassisted hijackers, completely unbeknownst to our government, were able to pull off the largest attack in the history of the world with box cutters and mace and absolutely no help, be it intentional or apathetic, from someone on the inside in our government? Absolutely not. I don't believe that either. Something was rotten. Something stinks. Questions need to be asked. The 9-11 Commission's report is not sufficient. We need real answers, and we will probably never get them anytime in the foreseeable future because we have polarized two. It's either 100% legitimate or they're all out to get us. And the conspiracy theorists, what you have done is you have helped the people that know the truth hide the truth by being so radical, so extreme, and so ridiculous. That's what I think about 9-11. Let's look at another one. Let's look at the whole Rex 84, the government can round up the people theory. Do I believe that there's a Rex 84? Yep. Do I believe that it was about rounding up American citizens? Yep. Do I believe it came out? Yep. Do I think it was a conspiracy? No. It was released in public hearings. Oliver North said it. It's not a conspiracy. The fact that there are things that would go on that would cause our government to institute martial law and start rounding people up is not a conspiracy. I don't think there's anybody in America that you'd say, is there any circumstance under which this could happen, that would say, no, they'll never do that. The conspiracy theory is that one day on a dark night, while you're minding your own business sitting at home, you'll hear a loud knock on the door, and when you go to open it, stormtroopers will come in and grab you and your family and take you away because you're a Republican. Or because you're a Democrat. Or because you're a liberal. Or because you're a conservative. Because you're a Christian. Or because you're an atheist. Or whatever they choose to fill in the blank whenever they're talking about it. This, I think, is nonsense. And it makes us not ask the right question. If you're preparing for this, why are you preparing for this? Is it just because you know it might happen and it's just a prudent step? I don't buy that. What current intel do you have that something bad is possible? 
What are you preparing for so that we can prepare for it too? The question gets lost. As soon as we start talking about train stations and say they're actually FEMA death camps, we don't say that they are camps that they may be used to hold and house people. No, they have to be death camps. Their purpose can't be for rounding up people with a necessary or a malice reason. Either or. No, no, no. They have to be for extermination. And now you've lost 90% of those who would have listened to you. And the 10% that come over to your side, you can have them, because normal people don't want them. And then there's a red line and a blue line. And we never go, you know what, I have a metropolitan train station in my town, and we have red lines, blue lines, orange lines, yellow lines. I've been to the metro in Washington, D.C. All the lines have freaking colors. That's how they make it easy to know what freaking train to get on or in a freight station what train to put the freaking freight on. That's why they have colors. Not so that they can say the dead people go in this color and the people that were going to just move someplace else go here. This is nonsensical. But yeah, we should be asking, well, what are you guys preparing for? Let's look at the leader of the conspiracy theorists, Alex Jones himself. I want to make one thing very clear. I listen to Alex Jones about once a week for as long as I can hack it, depending on what he's talking about. Sometimes I think Alex Jones is so accurate and so dead on and so spot on that I am blown away and I think, wow, I'm going to listen to this guy more. And then the next thing I know we're talking about something that just doesn't make any sense at all. Just does it. And I can't listen to it. I turn him off. So I don't dislike Jones. I find him to be highly talented. I find him to be highly entertaining. And I find him to be in many ways highly informed. But uh, that doesn't mean that I take every word he says to be the gospel truth according to Alex. And my big problem with Alex is Alex doesn't give any kind of a disclaimer like I do. And I don't, does that mean I think Alex should do what I do? No, but I think all journalists, all people that are out there saying things uh, that are controversial and a lot of times are like, I don't know, they're like, you can't possibly know that you're right, should say, I can't possibly know that I'm right. I think that all journalists, all journalists should reserve the right to be wrong. All journalists should make it clear that most of what they say is actually freaking opinion. And a guess, and I do that every show, and I do, I'm not saying I'm great and Alex is bad. I'm saying that that's the way I think everybody should do this. Because when you get your supposed straight anchor man telling you his side of the story about a news event, even if it's a local news story, of course you're getting his opinion in there. Because he's a human being. And of course, he's guessing what he thinks is right and what he thinks is wrong. And he's filtering, he's choosing what to reveal and what not to reveal. Even when he takes a report, like an AP report, and he just reads it verbatim, word for word, the way a teleprompter tells him to, his voice, his inflection, his conjecture, his belief or disbelief in it is transparent and visible to anybody with eyes to see and ears to hear. And you're still getting his opinion mixed in with the piece, even when the words are controlled. And my problem is that people like Alex Jones and all these people doing these conspiracy theorists, when they present these things to you, they present them to you as fact. When they have no way to prove whether they're factual or you know hypothetical guesses or theories or, or what have you. Now let's look at another conspiracy theory for a minute here. 
the one world government conspiracy theory. The new world order. All the presidents have been handpicked for the new world order. George Bush Jr. was elected twice on fallacious elections because he was part of the new world order and his opponents were not. All right, and all this other nonsense. Do I believe that there is an attempt at pushing the world into a world government? Absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. Do I believe that the Bushes and the Clintons are in on it as inside men? Not really. And yes, sort of. All right. Do I believe that there's like this handful of maybe 12 people that completely control everything and, and everything that they want to happen happens and nothing happens unless they say so? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Here's the reality. When people become powerful, they seek to consolidate their power. It's been true throughout history. Look at every dynasty and... Every empire that ever existed, the Ming Dynasty, the Byzantine Empire, the Roman Empire, the British Empire, the current U.S. Empire, and yes, we have an empire. I don't mind saying that. It's always been this way. That when people have power, they seek to increase it and they they seek to consolidate it. And everybody looks at someone that's doing something different than they are and goes, man, if they weren't doing that, everything would be hunky-dory. You know, the freaking Europeans look over here at America and they say, oh, man, if those guys would just start taking care of their people with health care and they would just take away their guns like we do and and, and they would just, you know, make the drugs legal like we do, which, you know, the drug thing, whatever, do what you want with that, you know, if you want to blow your brains out with drugs, go ahead. I don't care. You know, it's your choice. I, I, I'm for free will there. But the other stuff, come on. You know, because now you're taking away freedom instead of granting it. So they want us to do that. Now, we look elsewhere and we go, uh, look at these, uh, these anti-capitalists, man. We want them to be capitalists like us. So all the nations of the world tend to look to each other and say, we want to change something about you. It's like marriages, you know. Two people get together and they supposedly they accept each other for who they are, but both pick a couple of things that they don't really like about their mate, and then they spend the rest of their lives trying to change it. Human freaking nature. What does this have to do with one world government? It's the psychology at play that causes it to happen. Now, are they trying to turn New Mexico, uh, Mexico, Canada, and the United States into, uh, you know, uh, a new uh, American supercontinent, you know, a new American nation, and put us under the uh, what they call it, the the the, uh, the North American Union, and have an Amero? I don't think it's a consolidated effort for that to happen. I think that. There are people that would like to see it happen. I think there's a lot of people that are helping to make it happen, and they don't even know that that's what they're doing. Do I think that we'll replace the dollar, uh, the peso, and the Canadian dollar with the Amero? Maybe someday. I don't know. But do I think it's like this malicious thing so they can put RFID chips in everybody and track everybody? And Oh, we're all going to die, and that's part of Rex 84, and we're all going to the concert. No. 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 Here's, here's how I see this. 
And I'm sorry if I seem a little distracted, folks, but this is a hard, hard subject to talk about on it. Just a stupid traffic day surrounded by freaking idiots. There's your conspiracy. How do some of these people get a freaking driver's license? But the world government, it's not a conspiracy. It's not hidden. It's out in the freaking open. The Council of Foreign Relations is not a conspiracy. It exists. It's there. We are moving toward a one-world government. And I don't like it. And I don't want it. And I will fight it. And I will oppose it. But it's not because 12 people have decided it shall be so. These people that believe that one day all the stormtroopers are going to come. Really? What are they waiting for? What do they need more than they have now if the people in power really wanted to execute a final directive and come out and round us all up? What do they need? What don't they have? Do you think we really could resist that if they took the entire might of the U.S. troops and the United Nations and said, go get them, boys, just told them to do it? Might be hard with U.S. troops, but do you think they really, you know... If they wanted to just start taking people away and putting them into gulags like Stalin, do, do you really think that they, they couldn't just do it? Either they, they can't do it, and that means they don't have this apparatus in place, or they could do it and no one's going to because it doesn't make any sense, or they can do it, but they're just waiting for the right time. Well, what's the right time, folks? See, I think the problem is not... The, the malicious, evil insiders are taking us toward one world government. I think the apathy and the pathetic nature of the modern generation is running us into a one world government. I don't think most people in America today, unfortunately, really care if we went to a one world government. And I think that every year, the apathy becomes more and more. And the potential to end up there increases more and more. And sooner or later, we may end up there. But we're definitely, right now, giving away pieces of our sovereignty. We're, we have a president running around like an ass clown and apologizing to everybody in the world because America's a bad place. You know what? America's not a bad place. We do some really crappy things. We have some really crappy people running our nation. And we really need to kick those assholes out. But there ain't no place in the world that people are trying to get to any more than here right now. And I, I just think it's time that we all just take a breath about this conspiracy shit. And we take an honest look at it. And we say, well, what's really going on? You want to know about one world government? You want to know about a one world currency? You want to know about the manipulation of the federal government? Listen to Ron Paul's take on it. Ron Paul will tell you what's going on. He'll tell you exactly what's going on. He'll explain it to you, and he'll tell you the same thing I'm saying. It's not a conspiracy. It's not underground. It's not hidden. It's not being run by the Illuminati and the 33rd degree Masons and all this other nonsensical crap. It's right out in the open. And the problem is not that someone's trying to do it. It's that people have so much apathy that they don't care to look at it. And I think I'm going to wrap up with that. And I almost feel bad. I almost feel like maybe I wasted today's show. I really do. Because this stuff doesn't really matter when we talk about it from how the conspiracy theorist is wrong. What we should be doing is when something's wrong, 
when our government's doing something they shouldn't, when our people are acting in a way that they should not, when our national sovereignty's at risk, we shouldn't be worried about whether or not a plane has a chemtrail on it. No. We should be worried about what we can do to fix it and how we can live our lives best suited to deal with whatever the idiocy sends our way. Oh, and one last thing on the chemtrails. i got to say this one because I forgot when I was talking about it. I was listening to Alex Jones talking about the chemtrails on YouTube. I don't know how old this was. But he was talking about the big secret government programs to alter the climate with chemtrails. They're spraying these reflective things up in the air to reflect the sunlight and lower the temperature of the earth. And how they basically they've been heating the earth. Now they're cooling it. They're trying to trick us. Because eventually they're going to use climate change one way or another against us like a sword. And I basically agree with that last part. And it's going to be through the form of taxes and economic fascism. But no, no, no. It's to kill us all. That's what it really is. And he was talking about you know these, these crystals up in space and all. And you know what I thought? I've seen this before. Do you know where I saw it? On the Discovery Channel. For ten weeks, they talked about this new show about being more green and saving the planet and everything. And that was the that was the like the flagship episode where they sprayed these uh, crystals to see how much reflective properties they had to reduce the effects of global warming. Now I think global warming is nonsense. Most of you know that. At least the way that it's presented to us is nonsense. But you know what? You people that believe in these conspiracy theories, and then you listen to a guy like Alex Jones say, "Look, we found out this. This is a secret report that um, they, they have this stuff, and they're spraying it in space." You know what? With something secret, you don't advertise it for ten weeks on a freaking Discovery Channel and do a documentary on it. And that's why I think a lot of this stuff is nonsense. Because you listen to this stuff, it seems to make sense, and then when you put a litmus test against it, you find out it's nonsense. And again, I hope I didn't waste today's show. I hope at least it was entertaining for you. And I'm going to wrap up, and I'm going to ask you to tune back in Monday. And I'm going to talk to you Monday about ways that you can improve your life. I'm going to talk to you Monday about ways you can prepare for real disasters. I'm going to talk to you Monday about the things that I've been talking about for 186 episodes. And if this one was wasted, I apologize. But at least now I'm on record with this stuff. You people know how I feel about it. And with that, I'll sign off. This has been Jack Spirico with another edition of the Survival Podcast. Hoping somehow today I've helped you figure out how to live a better life. If times get tough, or even if they don't. You can scream and you can holler It really doesn't matter Cause it all gets spent